Welcome to the CLS Experience. I'm your host, Craig Siegel. I'm a born and raised New Yorker who achieved success with multiple businesses, but I crave something deeper. So I dedicated myself to personal growth and transformation by revamping my mindset. I went from being unable to run a mile to conquering four marathons the following year. Now, I want to help others manufacture big breakthroughs of their own. It's profound. See, that's female wisdom. Women have a certain wisdom, men have a certain wisdom. You know, we, we, we have our different ways we contribute to each other. But that changed my life in that moment because I reflected on it and I realized, yes, there's this thing called sex. And then there's this thing that you can do with sex, which is make love and then make love to the to a person. See, when I eat ice cream, I love ice cream, so I can't eat too much of it. But I love it, okay? That's all it takes. Uh, if somebody came and masturbated me, oh, that feels really good, I love this, but I don't like the person. See, it's, I, I'm, they're done with them, I don't need them. But when you can actually love someone, see them, have experiences with them, and still love them, that's real love. You see, this is what we're about in life, is learn how to be fulfilled and happy in a world where there's bad and there's good and still feel love, still be happy and fulfilled. On today's episode of the CLS Experience, we have a very special treat. He's the legendary author of over 20 books, including the most well-known and trusted relationship book of all time, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. USA Today listed his book as one of the top 10 most influential books of the last quarter century, and it was the number one best-selling book of the 90s, no big deal. He has appeared repeatedly on Oprah, as well as on the Dr. Oz Show, Good Morning America, and others. He's been profiled in Times, Forbes, USA Today, and People Magazine, and he was the subject of a three-hour special hosted by Barbara Walters. He's just a juggernaut in all facets of life and a terrific father and grandfather. Please welcome the iconic, dynamic, creative, interesting, king of relationships, the special and extraordinary, handsome John Gray. How you doing, John? <laughs> Hey, Greg. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, we were chatting before we hit recording. I know you just did a nice little seminar and you were coming in hot. So I wanted to match your energy. Did I do good by you? You did it great. You did it great. <laughs> cool. Uh, as I was explaining, the brand and the podcast blowing up. I'm really excited to share you with the audience and so forth. Of course, for the audience listening, if you're not familiar with John, if you're living under a rock, Go check out his books, his content, his website, all that stuff. I think what's most valuable today is we just have an unbelievable conversation. Before we dive in, we're going to get a little weird. You ready for me, John? I'm ready. I'm ready. Johnny, what is your superpower? Iron penis. (laughs) I can do it every day. I can do hours. Uh, When I'm done, it's sticking straight up like an 18-year-old. Understood. Honestly, I I didn't interviewed some of the world's greatest, best answer I've ever heard, bar none. <laughs> Let me explain it, okay? I just re- recently did a, con- a conference in London, health optimization. So a lot of really good people are there trying to be healthier and, and more vital in their life. And I had breakfast at my hotel with three Ironmen. And they're all talking about, you know, all their marathons they can do and how much they can lift and everything. And then uh, and they said, what do you do, John? Uh, so I just came to me. Well, I'm the iron penis. <laughs> <laughs> they stopped talking. Of a lot course. of them were doing. A lot of them were doing steroids, without a doubt. And uh, when you have steroids, you don't have an iron penis. We'll put it that way. That that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's interesting. 
I'm in alignment right now with my partner. She just moved in. And, and um, when you know, you know. And in the past, I, I never quite did. Um, but because you brought up, isn't it interesting? And I'm sure you can agree, like when you're really in an intimate like relationship on all levels, like you want to have sex like more than ever because it's more than just physical attraction. It's something deeper. Okay, so now let me give you some basics in biology. Yes and no. All right, so we're going to, Be open to new ideas here. Let's dive in. Everything, when you experience new and different, say she just moved in, she's hot, she's new, you're attracted, everything, and and you've got the love. The love is what it's about, okay? So that's going to enrich it to a higher level. But what happens over time, and now we're just looking at, you can be the exception, of course, but over time, what people say to me over and over, the research shows as well, is that the passion for most people decreases mundane life sets in that's called uh routine and uh familiarity familiarity right so newness stimulates now what does newness do it produces a lot of pleasure without a doubt dopamine gives you a lot of pleasure but in men dopamine increases testosterone and testosterone is sexual performance okay a hard penis lasting a long time that's you you do till the deed is done and for a woman High dopamine, the newness stimulates high estrogen for a woman to be orgasmic. And that's what you're getting right now is the amazing heavenly experience of being providing orgasm for a woman and then your body orgasms too. But the, the main thing there is her love dramatically increases for you at that time. You just can't feel more love. And what's happened there, love is correlated with a hormone called estrogen. Now, when a woman is aroused and high dopamine levels in a relationship where she feels safe is going to produce double the estrogen, and that's an orgasm, okay? That's when women can make a baby, actually, when their estrogen levels go really high. That's why so many women today who are more masculine can't get pregnant uh, because they're making more male hormones. They're not making their female hormones enough. That's interesting. yeah, yeah. Well, we see it now. 40% of women can't get pregnant. They need to have extra help with doctors and whatever. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, my, my, my kids just, boom, babies come real fast. Okay, so, <laughs> They understand the relationship skills of male and female. See, men, and just some basics and, before we converse, okay? Just the basics so people don't think I'm a total sexist, which some people do. Uh, <laughs> men and women are different. We ask the... Supreme Court Justice, how do you define a woman? And <laughs> she says you need a biologist. Well, here's a book on the biology of women. It's called Beyond Mars and Venus and the Biology of Men, which is <clears throat> in many ways the opposite and the simple way of understanding it. And it's a complex thing. It's many, many chapters explaining it. And I, I tend to do it in playful, fun ways with examples. But the bottom line is a healthy man, you right now basically right now she moved in, it's all new and different. Your testosterone levels are probably around 50% higher than they used to be just because of the newness. All right. So 50% higher is that new feeling. It's also, I was just, just teaching a class on the Mediterranean on a cruise and there were like 60 people and 150 staff. And I told the men, this is the best sex you're going to have since the beginning, because when women feel people are taking care of them, when they feel very feminine as well. And you've got the newness of you're seeing new sites every day. You're going into another port. It's very different. It's beautiful. All of that stimulates estrogen. So when her estrogen goes up, your testosterone goes up. And then as your testosterone goes up, her estrogen goes up. 
And that creates, if you're in a romantic relationship, great sex, fantastic sex. But when the newness goes away, familiarity sets in. For many couples, they start having less and less sex and men's testosterone levels will tend to go down, down, down. Women's estrogen levels go down, down, down. This is common in our society. Now, just to put the, this is not always the way it was, although we didn't have hormone tests in the past. But in my own life, the way I teach how to build testosterone in men and how to have relationships that builds testosterone in men, at 70 years old, my testosterone levels are 50% higher than they were as a young 70 man. years young. I like old because then it, it actually says I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have men's support groups. None of them get erections anymore. <laughs> I, every day and I use it. Okay. So, but I only can use it every day. I, we, we may talk more about this is because I don't ejaculate. I've learned a master, the art of multi-orgasmic man with no ejaculation. Nutrition Solutions offers the best healthy meal prep options for health, wellness, weight loss, and improved performance. The customer service and support at Nutrition Solutions is unbelievable and second to none. And when I travel for my marathons, the meals are waiting at my hotel. I don't even have to break a sweat. Even their protein donuts and breakfast items are made with fresh organic ingredients. I love Nutrition Solutions reliability quality and all-around lifestyle that they represent which is world-class to get both physically and mentally fit go to nutritionsolutions.com and use promo code cls25 thank me later you dig there's many books on this subject and somebody's interested in that it's certainly a, a brain hack body hack uh to have sex in a certain way it will keep your testosterone levels high I have to say, Montak Chia, somebody wrote a book, another couple wrote books. They all teach different ways and they say, find your way because those ways didn't work for me. But they have a lot of research showing the benefits for men of not ejaculating too much. If you go back to the some of the 5,000-year-old religions on the planet, Taoism, they said every time you ejaculate, you're just shortening your life a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, you can actually look at... at anecdotally, if you look at gay men, they ejaculate more than anybody. Generally speaking, they can go out and have sex with eight guys, 10 guys. Uh, that's what my gay friends tell me. This is just my own friendship with my friends. And uh, gay men on a, on a scale live the shortest of anybody. Uh, so there's a little bit, if you ejaculate a lot, you're not going to live a long, healthy life. Uh, noted. Okay, noted. Just mentioned know this. And what we see now is with males, and we see that a man, if he's, if he's, feeling motivated, happy, feeling good in his life, his testosterone levels will generally be 10 times higher than a woman's. Now, if I told you there's a pill that raises testosterone, if you're a man, you'd want to take that pill, right? I'm not telling you to do that, but there, there's behaviors, there's interaction, sure. there's ways of communicating with a woman so that bump your testosterone up. And there's ways of communicating that will lower your testosterone. For example, anytime you raise your voice in anger to a woman, your testosterone goes down and your estrogen goes up. Really? Most people, don't, most people don't know that. If your testosterone levels are low, you're usually very unattractive to women. Uh, they become not turned on at all. And they feel a bit disgusted. See, in a sense, if you just look at testosterone is the part of both men and women, we both have it that makes us confident. I'm a can do, I can get things done. I have goals. 
Like one of the simple things that produces testosterone in men is every day, write out your goals and then follow through. Okay. Just setting your goals out there, writing them out. Now you read this in the book, Thinking Grow Rich, for example, Sure. All of these really successful guys, they're all about setting your goals and following through. Yep. If you don't write out your goals, it's easy just not to, there's a part of the brain called the reticular act, activating reticular system, something like that. Yes. As soon as you say to somebody, this is my goal or write it out, uh, what's going to happen is your brain goes into automatic drive. Just like you eat food. Now your body's going to go into digestion. Yep. You write out your goals. Your brain is now thinking, how can I achieve that without you knowing? This is all subconscious. And at, for, for both men and women, that produces testosterone. Okay, so that, that's one thing. Following through, solving problems, fixing things, not getting upset about things, being cool, calm, and collected, pondering things, being logical, being reasonable, these are all testosterone-producing behaviors. Solving math problems even is a testosterone-producing behavior. On the other side, what we want as men is we want to have love. We want to have happiness. We want to have joy. We want to have intimacy. We want to have magnificent sex. That's all estrogen and testosterone. See, if you, want, if you just have estrogen, that's the worst thing for a man. That'd be do what you like. See, this is what happened in the 60s. I was there. I was a hippie. Uh, grew my hair out. That's me going to my female side. Uh, lots of sex without having to make a commitment. That's your female side is do what you like, do what feels good. Even now I could eat a pint of, I can eat a, a, a quart of ice cream, a gallon of ice cream, do what I like. And then I get fat. And then when I get fat and I get belly fat, that produces even more estrogen, which makes men more passive, more irritable, more uh, grumpy, more, more defensive. Whenever a man is in fight or flight, his estrogen levels are triggering up and his testosterone is going down. Now, this is an education for everybody. Nobody knows this stuff. Definitely. This, this, I love the way you are articulating this and, and you make it very digestible and easy to understand. Thank you. So if you're having an argument with your wife, you've already lost men if you raise your voice. But see, part of what keeps testosterone up is think about a samurai warrior or a uh, kung fu guy, you know, the... I like these Chinese movies where you see these warriors. They're always cool, calm, and collected and thoughtful. And see, what they are is they're accomplished. They're disciplined in their life. They don't experience fear because they know every possible move somebody can make. And so they don't have fear. They don't have high levels of estrogen in that moment. They're able to be detached. See, detached is your male side. Attached is your female side. And we want both. Okay, no problem. It's just that when men do what they like today, what they do is they drink too much, they smoke too much grass, they indulge themselves in too many things, and they do a lot of porn, and they're producing estrogen. And now what's happening as a result of porn, for example, for the last 20 years, you know, this porn has just taken over. It's just, I had yeah. to write a book. I wrote one of my books on brain function, how porn ruins the brain for these young people. So I had to go and look at porn. Oh my God, Free porn videos, 64,000 women all in front of me saying they want to have sex with me. The <laughs> primitive brain doesn't know that they're all fake. Okay. The primitive brain thinks you're a king. So what you experience is a, you get an erection, you get a surge of testosterone, and then it goes back down to baseline. And basically you just lost it. It's like, you're the king and now you're not. You're the king and now you're not. As opposed to you do something to earn your kingdom then you maintain your testosterone and it grows over a lifetime. What we're seeing today is in teenagers and at 20 years old, their testosterone levels are 20, 20% lower 
than just 20 years ago on averages. See, we didn't have all, you know, we now we know the millions of people get these tests and they can look at it. It's just going down for the male. Testosterone is going down on average 1% every year in every age category instead of going up. Now, I went up for me, okay? And a lot of it is a lot of the things I teach, which are all living a life, which is primarily supporting your masculinity if you're a man, and then allowing you to connect to your feminine side through loving a woman. You see, when, when I'm being masculine, hard penis, I have to, and ready to, a Ferrari, ready to take off and hit the, you know, skid off, okay? I have to slow down if I respect and understand women. So I have to slow it down. I have to start helping her relax. There's no goal here. Let's got plenty of time. I also did the prerequisites, you know, maybe lit a candle, put on some nice music, cleaned up the bedroom, showing (laughs) I care about her, create a nest for her. And then I make love to her. I say nice things to her. I touch her body. I stimulate oxytocin is the first thing that then allows her estrogen levels to start rising. Then it starts to feel good. Then her estrogen levels start to double. Around the time they start going over the normal level, then her testosterone levels start to increase. So this is where she wants to have sex. See, testosterone is I want to have sex. Before that, they need estrogen to go up and then they want to have sex. So many women will say, if you just ask them, do you want to have sex? No. But if you say, is there a part of you that wants to have sex? They say, well, maybe, you know, and then you do massaging her and touching her. Once her estrogen levels get to a high enough level, then her testosterone comes in that says, I want sex. Now that's sort of your normal situation in a healthy woman. They will often feel, you know, I'm not in the mood, but once we started having it, I get in the mood. I mean, women say this all the time. So uh, the flip side of this is the woman who's way on her male side, she can want to have sex, but she doesn't actually have orgasm. She's doing like a man. He just gets it like a release. It's a clitoral orgasm, which is what Freud talked about is the immature orgasm, which is vaginal orgasm, which you can have four or five or endless uh, with a penis in there. Uh, the vaginal orgasm is the mature woman orgasm. And he got hell for that. He got hell for that. All these women with their now today with their little vibrators having sex with a robot. Uh, it's, yeah. it's literally throwing their bodies out of balance. They're already too far on their male side. What they need is a man to help their body relax, to, to say loving things to her, to feel strong desire for her. But also at the same time, he's patient. He's there for her. He's attentive to her. It's not just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And he never ejaculates until she has an orgasm. That's the most important thing. Otherwise, she will start to withdraw more in the relationship. And, you know, I'm doing this 50 years, okay? And you just see couples, they, they're having sex once a month. It's no longer what it used to be. They're starting to argue and fight. Are they just sort of go different directions? There's no interest in each other. Where did it all go? Well, it all went with not good communication outside the bedroom, but also not good skills in the bedroom. And how can I know as a man what a woman needs when her biology to be an orgasmic woman, a happy woman is completely, completely different from mine. So that's what we have to understand how society and culture is just pushing us all in the wrong direction, neutralizing the gender differences between males and females. Instead, they need more encouragement and support than ever before. Bye. Johnny's Johnny's got nuggets. This is awesome. Two quick questions from that. I want to unpack some of that. You're talking about orgasms and there's a difference between a penis being inside a woman or, or the clit, so to speak. Is it true that the clit is more powerful and passionate for her in terms of orgasms? 
Lit is like a like a lighting the fuse, okay? But it's still just lighting, okay? So what happens is the way women describe it to me, okay? There's two types of sex. The multi-orgasmic woman on one side, she's just receiving and surrendering and waves of pleasure and orgasm are happening to her. It's just like this. It's a big wave. A, a climax, we're going to distinguish between orgasm and climax. A climax is very much like a male masturbating. Okay, you're intensifying, you know, you feel some pleasure, you, you basically want to intensify, 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 so your body can't handle it, and you, the, the fuse blows. So it's literally like rushing into death is what it is. It's like, so <laughs> women also, if they don't feel safe, and their estrogen level isn't up, they're not feeling a lot of pleasure, then they want to intensify whatever pleasure they're feeling. Because some women have an orgasm sucking her nipples. Okay. Some women have an orgasm just as soon as you touch the clitoris, or you stimulate the clitoris around. And there's nothing wrong with a, a, a brief orgasm on the clitoris. Clitoris actually starts stimulating. It's like a little fuse. And now the vagina will start producing the water and start preparing to receive the penis. So it's just a preparation place. But even the clitoris needs to be prepared by, for most women, touching the breasts and then sucking on the nipples. See, sucking on the nipples, this is a biological phenomena of a baby sucks on her nipples. It produces the hormone oxytocin. Oxytocin is a hormone that makes you feel safe and relaxed. When a woman then feels safe and relaxed, now her body is making oxytocin, which allows her estrogen levels to start rising. Estrogen is produced when you feel I can trust and I can depend on you, and I can surrender to you, I can yield to you, I can allow you to affect me. You see, what all of our barriers are, see, we all have barriers to love. I'm not going to let you affect me. You yelled at me, and that makes me feel like I'm a bad person. So I'm not going to let you have that effect on me. So all it takes is arguments and arguments, and couple women just can't open up again. It's just they're shut down. And I just want men to know, when you're, when you're angry, your hormones are going out of balance and you can come back into balance by doing something where you're in control. You have to realize you only get anger when you're not getting the result you want, right? Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> She's upset and you want to say, hey, don't worry about it. And she worries about it even more. So you're not getting the result you want. And particularly when it's a, an intimate situation, everything is maybe increased 10 times more. You know, somebody else shoots me the finger. I just say, yeah, bless you, buddy. You know, yeah. but your partner criticizes you because you're having sex. You've already opened yourself to be affected by them. And so when a man is angry, it's the most threatening thing can happen to the primitive brain in a woman. Because when men were angry in the past, they killed people. OK, that means they lost control. They didn't have the discipline uh, that men have today or should have today. And now we're starting to lose today. You know, I was growing up. You never hit a woman. The thought of hitting a woman still to me is the most shocking thing I can imagine. And yet. It happens. Yep. And, and, and yet the, the little version of that showing that you're going out of control is when you have to raise your voice. Raising your voice is, again, like a monkey making a lot of noise to intimidate. Do you want to intimidate your partner? Not a good strategy. Okay, Not that's the strategy. old fashioned strategy. Not a good strategy. So love is the answer. But what will raise estrogen in a woman that will lower her fight or flight response? When a woman's in a fight or flight response, and let me give you a little example so people can remember this. Think about the a part of the brain's called the hippocampus. And in most women, it's twice as big as most men. Really? Yeah. The hippocampus, when a woman is stressed, increased blood flow goes to the hippocampus. That's her memory. That's why women tend to remember a lot of your mistakes when they're <laughs> upset. 
It's just, we don't, we have actually under moderate stress, unless it's life or danger, big stress, moderate stress, men stop having blood flow to the hippocampus. Women have eight times more blood flow to the hippocampus. Now, now we go to the hippocampus. Think about it as a, it's a memory. Think about it like a, a, a library. And every good thing you've ever done is on the ground floor. Okay. Statues to you and certificates of greatness. And he's so wonderful. He did. That's all on the ground floor. On the second floor is every mistake you've ever made, every neglectful thing, everything that bothered her, whatever. He did this. I had to tell him again. He forgot to do it again. He never remembers it. All of that's on the second floor. She lives when she's happy on the first floor. But when she's having a fight, fight or flight response, her brain goes into a bias of 10 times more negativity. She gets in the elevator in the library and she goes up to the second story and that's all she can remember. And now you're arguing with her. She says, we never do this, but we did this. But you shouldn't have done that. But I did this and this and this. But you're exaggerating. We're trying to talk her out of being on the second floor. Why is she on the second floor? Her estrogen levels have dropped. Now, what we know today from psychology, the good part of psychology, is that women pay therapists just to talk about bad things, to talk so about problems. Just event. Just then. That's 90% of the people who go to therapists are women. Women benefit by talking about problems. There's a design in a woman's brain to talk about problems. Now, what she can learn to do with, with this book, which is Beyond Mars and Venus, is talk about other problems other than your husband. You'll get the same benefit. But when women are on their male side during the day, they're suppressing their emotions, which is a good thing for men. Oh, my God, did John Gray say suppressing emotions is good? Absolutely. That's how men can stay cool, calm, and collected. When you suppress emotions, and how do we do that? We say, eh, hey, no big deal. Well, there's nothing I can do about it. Well, we'll postpone looking at that. And Well, that person's nuts. Well, I don't have to, well, well, I don't have to do that anyway. Or, there's nothing I can do about it. So why worry about it? It hasn't right. happened yet. So why worry about it? You know, when I used to lose my keys... I, before I had this little thing that helps me find my key, my phone now, which is the key to my Tesla. Okay, so when, when I when I lose my my phone, I have a little thing that's always with me. I push it and it rings a bell, so I don't lose it. But in the past, I'd lose my uh, uh, my keys, leave them somewhere in the house. And what I would do, I start to have a fight or flight reaction. Oh my God, I need it, and I would just push this my thumb right here. And and this was a male thing, which is okay. Well, we don't know for sure if you're not going to find it, so postpone it postpone Ooh, it. That's See, a simple thing. That's the way men are designed to postpone being upset. You see, at the end of the day, there's nothing I can do about these problems. So forget it for now. Let me postpone it for now. That's awesome. See, see what lowers our stress as men is confidence and competence that we can solve problems. Okay. We can solve problems. And we use logic to determine what is the most important problem, what's the least important problem. Don't even look at that because I got this to look at. So all this is going on inside of us. And those behaviors stimulate testosterone and keep you from feeling things like upset and fearful and anxiety and all that. You got to put that to the side and just solve the problem. Johnny, real quick, for anyone that's wondering, what does it mean, fight or flight? Okay, so th this is a, a, a basic term in psychology called fight or flight response. If I'm in danger, okay, so I'm in danger, that we'll put it in a silly term, uh, tiger's going to eat me up. Okay, that's what usually people talk about. I either have to attack that tiger 
or I have to run from that tiger. If I don't run, I'm going to die. If I don't kill that tiger, I'm going to die. Got it. And this is a this is a reaction inside of all men. It's also in women when they're on their male side. Women when they're on their female side have a reaction which isn't as much talked about, but it's fake and fold. And some people call it, it uh, well. I say I say it's the four Fs: fight, flight, fake, and fold. Think about fake. Is if a big guy comes into your house who could actually kill you. Your first reaction for many of us is to smile and say, hey, how are you? Right. It's like I'm terrified of you. I'm scared you're going to beat me up. But let me do something nice for you. That's a fight or flight response on our female side, which is to fake. Pretend like everything's okay. I mean, how many people go to therapy? (laughs) I mean, all these women, they share what's really going on inside of them. Their husbands have no idea. They're trying to be so nice. But inside, they're holding all this stuff. They're they're faking. I mean, think about women. They put fake, they put makeup on, they do all these things to look younger, to be different and all that. I'm not against that, but the stress reaction is, let me look, let me look really good so you don't see how I really am. It's protect. It's your protection is to fake or to just give in. And that's where you become a doormat. So that's something which in psychology, some wonderful books I think women should read again. Uh, it was very popular before I wrote Men Are From Mars. And part of how I learned about what women's problems were, besides listening to women all day long, but this was a woman writing about women. It's called Codependent No More. Now, codependence is when you make other people's needs more important than your own. And narcissism is when you make your own needs more important than your partner's. Yep. And when you give a man more than what he's giving you, you make him more in touch with what he needs instead of what you need. You have to ask men to do this for you. You have to ask men to do something that will bring you back to your female side. And that's, again, with this book, Beyond Mars and Venus, uh, which is also an audio, I teach women how to use a man. So you used to use a man to pay, pay the bills. You had he go out and protect you. Men want to be used, but we have to be rewarded. You see, it's use me, reward me, and then I go on vacation. That's called action, reward, and then rest. It's in the rest period that we rebuild our testosterone. Yup, that's correct. Billionaire Mark Cuban is motivating entrepreneurs daily with his three commas line of apparel, accessories, and coffee. Three commas has the softest suede crutis, a great line of accessories, and the best direct trade Colombian coffee. Join the Three Commas Club on Instagram at Three Commas or visit their website, threecommas.com to learn more. Thank me later, you dig. And part of, if you're always on your female side, your estrogen's going up and your testosterone doesn't rebuild. So a guy comes home from work, give my hug a wife, honey, I love you, you know, maybe a brief conversation or just... Honey, where are you? Let me give you a hug. And then I'll go read the news or watch the news. I need my time. Yes. Meditate. You know, this was. I can relate to that. Yeah. Well, most men can, which is why Men from Mars was so wonderful, because so many women love their husbands and then they feel so hurt when their husband ignores them. Yep. They feel so hurt. Like, why is he pulling away from me? He just is he more interested in watching the news than me? Is he more interested in playing pickleball than me? Is he more interested in in uh, meditating? That was my thing than me. Now, for me, because I'd been a monk for nine years and my okay. wife knew that and she really uh, 
admired me for my spirituality, my discipline. I, I will come home and I'll meditate. And so I'm basically in my cave. What meditation theoretically is, one form of meditation I did, is forget everything. That's what, you know, men, if we can forget our problems, now we can rebuild our testosterone by doing something constructive that we're good at. So once you get good at meditation, you're cranking up testosterone or you go drive your car and listen to music or go work out in the gym or solve problems or have a hobby, fix your engine in your garage, have a construction project you're doing in the house. All these activities are impersonal activities. Impersonal, when you're feeling confident and not stressed, will rebuild testosterone. The female side of us builds estrogen by doing things that we like to do, we enjoy doing this nurturing that has to do with sharing, cooperating, collaborating, you know, all this connection stuff, eye contact and relationship intimacy is a major estrogen producer. And I, at first, the emotional intimacy builds estrogen better than anything. That's why this industry of counselors, and if I could just say what a good therapist does, but at least for the 30, first 30 minutes, He'll just ask questions and be interested, help. And, and you're what you're doing. And if you're a man, you're in control because the way you stay in control when your wife is talking is just, well, help me understand that better. Tell me more about that. What else? Do you see when I do that, who's in charge? I'm you in are. charge. That makes, right, that right. keeps my testosterone up. As soon as I go, oh my God, how long is this going to take? <laughs> What's she talking about? Why is she bothered about this? Well, this is as soon as you're resisting whatever she's saying, your estrogen levels are going up. You're starting to feel irritated or annoyed or bored or lack of interest and your testosterone is going down. Certainly what a woman says in that communication can destroy you as well as a man. (laughs) If everything she's sharing about is you. What I tell women is they have they have issues. Okay, what if you understand psychology? And this is the basics of Freudian psychology. The foundation of it all is something called displacement. Displacement. If I had a good day and I come home, my partner left their socks on the floor. Uh, it's no big deal. If I had a bad day, I'm talking for women here. She yeah, had a yeah. bad day and her partner left the socks on the floor. It's like oh, I have to pick up his socks now. Everybody can relate. That's called displacement. The negative feelings throughout the day that you have, if you're holding on to them, they get displaced on your partner. See, it's like they're upsetting you as opposed to, well, they're only 10% of my upset. 90% is over there. A man is never, unless it's extreme situation, like infidelity or like violence, a man, generally speaking, is 10% of your upset when you think it's all him. And then your brain goes into thinking he has to change or my upset won't go away. This is women who are not aware. They're not aware of their female superpower. You asked me my superpower. It's great. A woman's superpower is that by talking about things that are bothering her and sharing emotion about them, she will raise her estrogen and nothing then bothers her. And then she can ask for help in a way that doesn't sound demanding or critical. See, this isn't, you cannot ask for help. You cannot be discontent in a relationship without sounding to a man like he's failed you and you're demanding him to change, which we should never demand change from our partners, but we can ask for change. But you do it from a place of, hey, it's not such a big deal. But the other day when you left this or you didn't call, I, I, it upsets me inside. It's painful. I would suggest, again, as a takeaway from this talk for all women or men, 
Forget about this popularized phrase. It's the catchphrase for anything that bothers you. It's, it hurts. You hurt me. You're, you're, you're making your husband into a villain. You know, I forgot to call you. You know, that hurts my feelings. My hurts my, we're also feeling and hurting feelings. Don't say it. Otherwise, you're always hurt by life. This is the woke generation we're living with here. Yes, Everything's bothering them, offending them, upsetting them. We're walking on eggshells all the time. There's no way people like this can have successful relationships. This is why they choose not to. They can't even sustain attraction when you're always worrying about walking on eggshells and so offended by things and so hurt by things. You know, I opened up to that when I was studying Chinese philosophies. And one of my favorite Confucius phrases is to take offense is to offend. You're starting an argument. As soon as you say, I feel hurt by that. I don't care if you feel hurt. Don't say it. Go talk to your therapist and be a six-year-old. Six-year-olds feel hurt by things. And but, but, but grown-ups feel frustrated. We're disappointed. We're concerned. We're embarrassed. These are like the four cardinal emotions that women need to learn, learn how to share about their day. There's no day that passes if a woman's in the work world and even her own personal life, if it's just staying home with the kids or in a family, whatever, that doesn't, some, something frustrated you, something disappointed you, something, you have concerns about what's going on and you're embarrassed about something. This is human nature and it's 10 times more in women than in men. And for women to raise their estrogen, they have to be mindful. You know, everybody says, be mindful. Be mindful, women, of what you're feeling, which is your negative emotions about your life, rather than being a man, a healthy man who says, well, there's nothing I can do about it today. So forget it. Don't worry about it. Don't bring it home. And there's even research showing that men don't bring it home when they're somewhat healthy. They measure cortisol levels. That's the fight or flight response. That's fight. And just to be clear, negative thoughts can create cortisol in the body, correct? Yes, yes. First, cortisol will create negative thoughts, create cortisol. Then cortisol generates blood flow to the negative part of the brain. And So I have a thought. My husband's in his cave. Oh, that means he doesn't love me. That means I can never get the love I need. That means I'm hopeless. That means he's mad at me. These are things women will think when a guy goes into the cave. So as soon as she's thinking those, which is misinterpretations of reality, misinterpretation, that then raises, puts you in a fight or flight state, which is, I can't get what I need. I need that. I can't get that. And then once you have the cortisol response, then blood flows to different parts of the brain that are automatic conditions. That's where we tend to repeat our parents' behaviors, our, 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 our ancestors' behaviors. It's all programmed into us. And if we're somewhat conscious people, it will just still, it will send blood flow to the right prefrontal cortex, which is the pessimistic part of our brain. The left prefrontal cortex is the optimistic point of our brain. What do you want to be? You want to be pessimistic on your partner? You want to be optimistic Optimistic. on your partner? And also, Johnny, this is why people become addicted to suffering, right? Because they keep creating cortisol. You just hit that that nail on the head. They've done... MRI scans on people that are suffering, who complain, criticize, worry, they're doubt. And what they find, it's producing so much dopamine in the brain, the dopamine receptor sites all light up as if you were taking cocaine. Negative thinking is, <laughs> is addictive. Yep. And you should never, ever express negative, negative thoughts, negative emotions. It's the emotional intensity. Negative emotions, when verbalized, create pathways in your brain so that whenever you're not getting what you want, immediately those pathways get activated and you feel more negative. You get more negative. Here's a little example of this. 
just put practical. First of all, let me conclude that one thought. If you use negative emotions to get what you want, then when you want something, what's your brain going to do? It looks for reasons to be upset to get what you want. This is gold. And this is retraining your brain. This is, this is now we know the brain is plastic. We train the brain. You know, one of my daughters, she went through a whole training program, rewiring the brain. She's so happy now all the time because her tendency was to use negative emotions to complain, to get what she wanted rather than to be happy and ask for more. You know, express a preference. So it's all wiring in the brain. They see it now. It's addictive. Pornography is addictive. Masturbation is addictive. These are the things men get into is just pleasure, addiction to pleasure, as opposed to pleasure is good. Pleasure is estrogen, right? It's a good part of life, but it should be constructive pleasure that's not destructive. When when you masturbate, for example, I just have to throw that in because the men are listening. You have to know if you go online the porn industry, which practically owns the internet, they say that doesn't lower your testosterone from masturbation. At the same time, every year, men's testosterone levels are going down, down, down. And we know masturbation has become this massive thing that people do. They want to teach it to children today. Know. You know, this is just awful because what happens is when you ejaculate, it's a massive dopamine hit in the brain. That's why it feels so good. You just took cocaine and now your brain is addicted to that release of energy which is intended to make a baby, okay? Or at least with love. And if you don't do it with love, that energy just goes out. When you've got this hot sex relationship with this woman you love, you're ejaculating into her and she's having an orgasm in response to it, which fills you with love. See, there's a real, there's a real reaction. And biologically, if you have sex with someone you love, after you ejaculate, if you're a man, your body makes a hormone called prolactin. If you masturbate, your body doesn't make it. If you do porn, your body doesn't make it. If you do a one night stand, your body doesn't make it. If you do it with a prostitute, it doesn't make it. If you do it with someone you love, your body makes prolactin. Now, what does prolactin do? It frees you from the addiction to sex. Wow. It frees you from the addiction to ejaculate. You don't feel the need to ejaculate all the time. And eventually, practice this for three to six months, what I recommend sex once a week, not right now in your relationship, because you've got new and different. New and different is, is by itself a different category. But once routine sets in, couples generally set into a routine, at least for the woman, where she wants sex once or twice a week. But the man's pushing for twice because he still has this addiction. Because what happens, and this is the Japanese study that's shown that if you ejaculate on Saturday night, and don't ejaculate for six days, on the seventh day, you have 50% higher testosterone. And if you learn to have sex without ejaculating, then all the time you have 50% testosterone and it helps to keep her estrogen at a higher level. So she stays happy and she stays interested in sex. How many cases of women just lose interest in sex once the newness goes away. So let me so ask you real, real quick, Charlie, when does the newness go away? Because I'm like a year and a half in and I feel like a, like a little kid, like 19 years old. Yeah, so you're lucky. Maturity allows it to last longer. <laughs> you know, wisdom is a big part of all this. But usually it used to be called the three, it used to be the seven year itch. Uh, and for quite commonly for couples around three years. But it, it just depends on your communication skills. Uh, you know, basically her at your... The way you described her, you're just loving her. You're living together now, enjoying each other. That's a lot of that's a lot of estrogen stimulation for her. As long as that's happening, as long as she's having orgasms and sex, 
but there is a conditioned response that happens in women. This conditioned response is when a woman orgasms, she's having the highest level of, of uh, estrogen. Okay. She soars and a, and a, a mindless death sort of her whole, she just surrenders to whoever is making love to her and she has to feel safe. That's my man. And she bonds. Whereas men, they hit that high level of estrogen of feeling so much love. And then afterwards, that high level of estrogen pushes your testosterone down and your body wants to make testosterone again. And so you tend to pull away. So that's that, that tendency. And some men uh, do the, have a greater tendency to pull away after sex than other men. If you have more muscle mass and you're successful in your life, then you tend to pull away not as much. If you don't have a lot of muscle, you'll tend to pull away a lot. Uh, it's, it's just simply that muscle is giving in muscle and testosterone muscle and success means you have lots of testosterone. So you didn't lose as much testosterone when you ejaculated for me. Uh, I don't have the wide shoulders. I don't have the tiny waist. The mesomorph body type has more, uh, testosterone production. So if I, if I exactly, so if I ejaculate, there's a greater need to pull away rather than to be with her and cuddle with her and be connected to her. That's very, very, very important for women to not feel that abrupt abruptness. But in my body type, basically, it, whether I continue to hug or whatever, if I ejaculate, they notice the penis just went down. That's why I, I call the iron penis. It doesn't ever go down. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm done with sex. It comes out an inch and a half a, a You're more. Done. I want to ask you this because you mentioned something that I look. I want to say that last little thing. People might have missed that. A man's penis. We all want bigger penises, brother. If you learn how to have orgasm without ejaculating and prolonged orgasm, many multi-orgasmic. If you reach when you have an erection, if you reach your finger down below your penis, just reach down, you'll feel your erection is is two inches under the skin. And when you have prolonged making love and you learn not to ejaculate, your testosterone goes really high. The penis comes all the way out. It comes about one and a half to two inches bigger. <laughs> Thank you for adding that little nugget in. Yeah, we don't want to pass that one up. No, you know? we don't we want to dismiss that. <laughs> I want to ask you before you mentioned something along the lines of when you're when you have sex with somebody that you love and, and you orgasm, it creates a chemical, whatever the case may be. But when you masturbate, it's almost like you're abusing that feeling of of letting out that good energy. Is that right? Yeah, you're abusing yourself. Uh, any kind of you're losing your life force now a lot of people don't notice they're losing their life because they're low level of life force okay but for me when i was i was celibate for nine years remember my spiritual journey my i never ejaculated the whole time so what happens is when you don't ejaculate the energy stays in your body and so you perspire you perspire semen okay right now i'm if you smelled my underarm it's the smell of semen now, after nine years, it was really the smell of semen. That's how you know a real monk. Most of them are still masturbating and <laughs> they're in their minds. I just had a, a good skill, my meditation skill. I'm like a professional basketball player when it, when it comes to <laughs> meditation. And it was just my, my total devotion went to that. And it's still there to be multi-orgasmic without ejaculation. But it took many, many years of trial and effort to learn how to do it without getting blue balls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and that that's a it it takes more than a, a, an hour to teach men how to do this. I want to mention I don't know when this is going to air, but July sixteenth I'm doing a class in Marin County. They can go to my website under events 
and they can find out about that. It's a relationship class, but I teach yeah. this technique in that class as well. Okay. It's very personal to talk about those kind of things. Of course. And either way, we're going to put all your stuff in the show notes. I wanted to ask you this. This is the billion dollar question, right? Especially this day with the statistics, the concept of marriage and monogamy. I know it's not the same, but let's just assume monogamy and marriage. Unrealistic or a beautiful journey? It is the only way to achieve the heights of love. It is our personal spiritual journey in this world. It is when you start learning how to make love, then you're, what is it? The prolactin gets produced so much that you can't even be turned on by another woman. And if you see porn, it looks like silly. It looks very silly. You that's don't how I feel. Turned on. Exactly. That's how you feel. You make and prolactin. It's just like, well, why would I even want to do that? It's just like so loveless. So let me talk about love and pleasure for a moment. Jeez. After, when I, when I, I've always had great sex with my wife, Bonnie, right from the beginning and in about seven years and you know, it, it goes in waves, you know, it's like, I'm super stud tonight. Maybe the other time it's like regular sex. <laughs> so it was one of those seven years in it was, I'm like super stud. Okay. And afterwards I'm like saying, wow, that was amazing sex. And we're laughing. It was so good. And I said, that was as good as it was in the beginning. And she looks at me and said, Oh, John, it was much better. And you know, my first thought is, were you faking the beginning? And she said, no, 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 no. It's just that John, we're married seven years. You've seen the best of me and you've seen the worst of me and you still adore me. That's what makes sex great. That's beautiful. And it really is. I get goosebumps every time I take the time to say that. It's, it's profound. See, that's female wisdom. Women have a certain wisdom. Men have a certain wisdom. You know, we, we, we have our different ways we contribute to each other. But that changed my life in that moment because I reflected on it and I realized, yes, there's this thing called sex. And then there's this thing that you can do with sex, which is make love and then make love to the per- to a person. See, when I eat ice cream, I love ice cream, so I can't eat too much of it. Same. But I love it. Okay, that's all it takes. Uh, if somebody came and masturbated me, oh, that feels really good. I love this, but I don't like the person. See, it's, I, I'm, they're done with them. I don't need them. But when you can actually love someone, see them, have experiences with them, and still love them, that's real love. You see, this is what we're about in life is learn how to be fulfilled and happy in a world where there's bad and there's good and still feel love, still be happy and fulfilled. You know, when people don't like a ruling of the Supreme Court, they're just all miserable, you know, as opposed to, well, that for them is the bad thing. Now they have to balance it with a good thing. We all need to find within us the ability to balance negativity with positivity. What was that? That's right. I can hear your thoughts. Have no fear. I'm going to tell you exactly where you can get weekly access to the CLS experience live in action. Drop in gems, nuggets, trainings, special celebrity and business mogul guest speakers, and maximum energy. We just launched the CLS membership. We have weekly Zooms with like-minded, growth-oriented juggernauts networking and absorbing all the wisdom via weekly zooms head to cultivate symphony.com and then bang enter your new network today let's grow together you dig and actually the brain is structured that way when you're not in fight or flight if you're not if your hormones are in balance remember if women are too much making too much testosterone not enough estrogen or men are making more estrogen than their testosterone, that's out of balance. Whenever you're out of balance, you can measure in the body, those hormones are out of balance, your body will be making cortisol, the stress hormone. 
When your body makes cortisol, the stress hormone, blood flow goes to the negative part of the brain that only looks at negativity. Is this how you want to live your life, looking at negativity? Now, do you want to just numb yourself to not feel anything? And then what you'll do is you can pretend that everything is positive, but you're in the fake mode, okay? You're not in real mode. You're in the fake response or the fold response. You sort of just give in and you're content in life. There's no passion. There's no desire. There's no motivation. And that was our previous generation happened to a lot of people. And they were okay with that. We're in a generation that says we want ecstasy. Making love with your partner, the way you described it, is you're in ecstasy, right? This right. is amazing. It's just like, <laughs> this is like great, you know? This is an amazing thing. And, and this is a possibility for some people. Some people just don't have guidance and direction how to do it. They're just following their lower desires Instead of what Bonnie was saying to me is making love is what made it so great. So I translated that into my own performance because in sex, I was a, to some extent, sometimes premature ejaculator. So I was done like in two minutes or three minutes. <laughs> but I figured out a system where that would work. Where I'd give my wife an orgasm and so forth. And then I would come inside of her. And three minutes later, I was done. And that was very satisfying for her. And we had great sex life until I learned how to start lasting longer. And that was, and then eventually how to not even to be multi-orgasmic without ejaculating, which is- a, This is where all the guys are leaning in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, the first step in that is, you know, we talked today about being mindful. Yes. Well, most of us are completely mindless when we have sex. We're just following our instinctive urges, which are good. We want to include our instinctive urges, but we want to control them with our higher self, which is slow it down and use it constructively. Understand a female's body. You want her to have an orgasm. You want to have the ultimate pleasure and fulfillment. Well, I'm going to take a little bit from Taoism, and that's another system, or from Tantra, another system, and just bring it into this and to modern day. But what they talk about is how we have these different meridians in the body and aliveness happens when there's a flow. And for the, the, the greatest thing is when the penis is fully erect inside of the vagina and the vagina is tight. At that time, all of the meridians in her body are being stimulated. And because her vagina is tight, all the meridians and our, that go to our penis are also being stimulated. So this is your ultimate health brain hack, you know. For my own self, I, I love supplements. I had a supplement store. I'm all into it all. And ever since I mastered multi-orgasmic, I don't take any supplements. I don't, <laughs> I don't do anything. I feel fantastic. I, I do exercise though, but you know, sometimes sex is the only exercise. You have so much energy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's. <laughs> but also you're glowing. Like you are very passionate about this stuff. I mean, it's no secret. You love this stuff. This I love this stuff. Even. I love my work. And, and see right now, because I'm competent in this, I mean, this is 50 years competence of talking here. So sure. a lot of confidence, a lot of confidence. That's testosterone. Also feeling that I'm helping people. I know this is me. You are, helpful. you are Johnny. I, I, so that's testosterone being produced. And I enjoy it. I love it. It's what I'm born to do. I remember when I was back in the 90s, I did the one of those big theaters uh, on Broadway. And I'm walking backstage to go on to a full house. And my sister is there. And she says, are you nervous? I said, no. I said, this is what I was born to do. Bang. We all have our mission in the world. And everybody's yes. got their different mission. And I found mine. And it's knowing your true self and following it and knowing that there will be big bumps along the road. Because when you know, when you're in line with what you're here to do and you deviate, it's more painful. 
if you're not doing what you're here to do, you're not aligned with your soul and you're just deviating, you don't feel the pain. But when you're in touch with your soul, like this is what I'm here for, and you deviate, it's very painful. Yeah. And that's why I write books on emotional intelligence and how to process feelings. I can do it for myself. But what happens is when I do it for my partner, who's a woman, it automatically happens for me. See, this is the gain of having a woman in your life is you're able to be the man being penetrating, hearing, understanding, validating, caring. And while I'm respecting her, her need, when I'm doing that, my own estrogen levels are rising up. I'm connecting with her. So by provide, she's my female side. You see, that's a soulmate. You bond with somebody. They start articulating your female side. You're connected to them because what's inside of them is inside of you wanting to come up. And so by honoring that and her, her female energy can come up in my presence. Then my female energy comes up, but I'm still on my male side. I'm in the giving side. A little note there, when you're giving, you're on your male side. (laughs) Most people think giving is so female. No, look look at all these women who are unhappy in their marriages. They're saying, I give and give and give. I'm so unhappy because I don't get back. They're not good at getting back. That's the art of femininity is to open up to receive, how to motivate men to give to you. One of the, just as a toss, I have a whole class on this one, which is uh, women have the idea that men will always be motivated. Because see, like right now is the beginning of a relationship. Newness stimulates dopamine. Dopamine is the motivating hormone for men. Yep. So we're always, the energy is just there. Uh, like an example, just like right now, I have a puppy. Okay, this new puppy. Puppy, woo! <laughs> and as soon as I got the puppy, some of that, I had the motivation, go get all this and go do this, get up every morning, 6.30, take her out, go take that. The motivation comes because the newness is there and I'm, yep. I'm needed. But will that new, will that motivation still last? That's the question. And what I want women to know is the motivation men feel in the beginning is because of the newness, not necessarily will it last, but you can raise his testosterone without the newness and the motivation will come back. You see, dopamine is guaranteed to go away. Dopamine raises testosterone. All those good behaviors from a man, his motivation come from testosterone. Once the newness goes away, polarity of a relationship that supports you being masculine supports her being feminine the polarity of her having more estrogen you having more testosterone keeps you motivated without the dopamine so in sex basically when you're making let me turn that around for a moment for women it's just the opposite basically it's the men have this so women's unrealistic expectation is that men will always be motivated unless And men can always be motivated if you have the right skills to bring his testosterone up, but they think he should just stay motivated like he was. And they don't know how they, in the beginning, behaved in certain ways that motivated him. The flip side of this is we men have the unrealistic expectation that women will always be happy. Uh, And the reason why she was happy in the beginning is we did certain things and the newness made her so happy, but that happiness will go away if we don't have behaviors as men to support her and rebuilding her estrogen levels, rebuilding her estrogen levels. And these are the things I I go into as real practical skills. I gave a few, which is women learning how to talk about what's bothering them in a in a communicate in a container in a container that doesn't blame him, that doesn't involve him. And ironically, that will be just as good as him being able to just listen to you and be there for you. You will make the estrogen you need. Then you can always throw in a few complaints occasionally. He'll be so eager to please you. 
But your complaints really won't be complaints. They'll be requests. Learning how to ask for what you want rather than feel I'm upset and until you apologize and change and I'm convinced that you're going to change and you feel really bad, (laughs) I'm not going to feel good again. This is like primitive behavior. This is lowering ourselves down. You're such a legend. Those unrealistic expectations and we have to correct that. Think about, I say for the men, just realize your wife is living in a world that's not supportive of her being feminine. It's tough being women today, more tough than being men. Okay, certainly we're not getting the support we need to be male, but women are really not getting the support they need to be feminine. And realize women are more like the weather. Okay, they're just going to be up and down and you have the power to help when they're upset, to be present, to be grounded, to ask questions. And if you get angry, then to stop the conversation. You're the man. You say, I need to think about this. We'll talk later. So if a, man is, if a man is angry, don't speak, right? Don't speak, except to say, I need to think about this. We can talk later. And she will, they, a lot of women will pursue you. And you say, look, look, I love you. It's not your fault. I just need to process this. Or I need to think about this. I just need a little time and I'll come yeah. back. You'll see. You see, we have to own I'm in control of myself. She needs to know that she can't push buttons in you to make you violent or to make you angry. And for a lot of women, just a man becoming angry feels like he's violent. I mean, that's just how they feel. He's not safe. He's not safe. So that's our great gift. I mean, basically, you want to, you know, I remember watching one of those movie stars who seduced women. And he said the secret of seducing them is they just get so upset with me. And I just keep listening. I don't get upset. See, they're rubbing up against you and you're not rubbing back. It's this thing about. My puppy, I, I don't think I explained it, but I just got a new puppy, right? So You did. And she's got these baby teeth. And so they do play when they- What kind of dog? Uh, she's a, 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 a poodle with golden retriever. That's a awesome. Poodle. Sweet, sweet dog and loving. And so I'm petting the dog and then they open their mouth because they're very oral for two months and they just start digging in. Now they're learning in their brain. This is actually part of the brain. They have to do this for about two months to learn how to make sure they don't hurt anybody. If you see dogs play, they're always using their mouths, they're grabbing, but you have to learn how to, how to not cause pain. So when she would, I have scarves on me here uh, where she I would see just, that. So, yeah. So, so I read online, this is where one piece of advice can change your life. Okay. The guy just said, what if you your dogs biting you and you can go, Oh no, but you pull away. Whenever you pull away from an animal, they'll go after you. That's just their instinct. And they'll do more of it. They think you're just playing. It's all just play. Now, so what he said to do, and I did it. And the dog is trained in one day. This dog is so smart. I mean, it's amazing. He said it could take many, many times. But one day she just stopped. She, she, she's now more aware that she doesn't want to hurt me. And so for one day, I would just let pet her and she'd go for my hand. And I would be mindful. I noticed, where is it about to hurt me? So I had to become aware. Where is it about to hurt me? And then I went ow, and left my hand in there, didn't pull away. And what that does, that gives her the room to see, oh, I made a mistake, as opposed to reacting back again and again. Makes perfect sense. One day she learned. Now she's so good. She's so conscious of it. I just go, ow, and leave my hand in there. That's what made the difference. Now, this is a little bit, I do parallels to relationships. When a woman gets upset at you, she's biting you. And what do we do? We argue back and yep. withhold our love. We no longer 
We're pulling back our love. That's what you have to realize. When you're angry, you're not safe and cuddly and warm and friendly guy. You know, you're pulling back your love. And so what happens is they now can blame you for pulling back as opposed to a simple phrase, which is, ouch, it's a really good one. It's just, ouch. There's no emotional charge on that. Just simply, ouch. And then don't say anything bad about her. Okay. To help me understand that better. So it's, ouch. Help me understand that better. Tell me more. Okay, now you didn't pull back. Then she gets to see herself that she did something that was painful to you. Now, the phrase I suggest for women, ouch, may not work for all women, uh, but it's the phrase is just, when you say that, it's a bit painful. It's a bit painful. Do not use the word, it hurts. It hurts, it's overcharged. It's just like, so much weight on that. It's like every trauma of your lifetime from childhood comes out when you say that hurts because that's a six-year-old part of us that says what, you know, my mother taught me sticks and stones break your bones, but words will never harm you. That's the thing we're supposed to learn. Words should not hurt. And when words do hurt, it's painful. If you're an adult, it's painful. And if you want to get a man to listen to you, it's a bit painful when you say that because, and then give a reason, not what he did, but because I love you so much and I'm afraid you don't love me. Just write that down, women. Whenever you feel painful, it's not because of him. When you said that, or when you said that, when you did that, it was painful because, because I'm afraid you don't love me. And I know you do. And I start to think you don't love me. And would you remind me that you do love me? Ask for reassurance, which, by the way, if you read my books, there's all these things men can do. Like every day I say to my partner and my wife for many years, I love you. And that's something we think, why do I have to say that? I already said it once. See, that's the male thinking. That's efficiency. I told you I loved you. I married you. So why do I need to say it anymore? You need to say it. And also when we talk about sex, this is how you last longer in sex, men, is first you're focusing on with your partner. You can't do this with the whore or anybody else. You do it with someone you love. And when you love them, see, you got, you got heartfelt feelings. The pleasure helps you to get in touch with what you feel. That's the point of what sex, why sex can help with making love. Pleasure is something nobody resists. So now you can freely feel what's inside. And the more testosterone, more muscle mass a man has, the less he's able to fully feel unless he's way over in his female side because that's your, your barriers. There's nothing wrong with that. So sex is something where you, you feel sensation and it feels good. So now you're feeling more. Now take that opportunity to go, why am I doing this? I'm to feel how much I love this person, to feel how lucky I am to be with her, to feel she's the only one I want to be with, to feel how amazingly beautiful she is, how much, how, how happy I am to be in this relationship, which you may have said a million times, women do not get tired of hearing it. Just like I don't get tired of my wife saying to me, you're brilliant. What an amazing idea. You help so many people. Well, that makes sense. That's absolutely right. You're right about that. What man gets tired of hearing that? We no. don't. He's here. Our heroes arrived. I mean, to be able to say that. And when I teach this to some audiences, you'll see some women, they go like this, <laughs> like they want to throw up, gag me. You know, they don't know what love is. And I'm not going to just throw it on women. I'm also going to put it on men too. We're the ones basically who need women to open our hearts more, depending upon how happy our mothers were. 
And even if our mothers were happy, we still need to grow in love. And primarily it's sex that does it because sex is something where you fully feel, but what you you can didn't get, you get lost in the intensification of pleasure at that moment where you're focusing on, Oh, this feels so good. I want to make it more. That's when you, you, you still enjoy it, but you go, express what I feel because I'm experiencing the pleasure in order to get in touch with my heartfelt feelings and communicate them. And that's called bringing the energy out of the sex energy place up into the top energy place. So if you can communicate at that time and women don't mind, I'll tell you, there's a few women who can't receive love and they need to do a little therapy on being able to say, thank you. And I love that and whatever, but most women are eager to hear all the love talk, the sweet talk. And often if women can't hear the love, it's because they, they've never had a partner do that. So we do something called dirty talk, which can also turn a woman on. Many women do dirty talk, but it's better to focus on how much I love you and how beautiful you are. And that grows wiring in the brain to where men now can be in touch more with their feelings of love, even when they're on their male side. Because an erection is you're totally on your male side. Testosterone's pumping and you're also you know, your, your Cyrano Divergiac, you know, <laughs> your love is like the moon, the stars in the sky. I feel like I'm in heaven. You know, it's just like, like in different positions. Sometimes I feel like now we're flying, we're flying in heaven. I love you, my angel. You know, to be able to say these things, what you're doing is physiologically, you're taking the sex energy and you're distributing it through all the channels in your body, to your heart and to your mind. And most men just sit there quiet and then they go, oh, and they're, <laughs> they're done. I'm not, it does not happen that way. You really are such a stud. The only negative I got going on is another 10 hours of chat, but I have a feeling it's just the beginning of the friendship. We'll land the plane with this. I wanted to ask you, did you ever in your wildest imagination see the success of men are from Mars, women from Venus coming that type of phenomenon that it became, or did that surprise you a bit? I thought I should be a best-selling author for five years. And I was really frustrated and jealous of other people that got it. And then, I never could imagine. And the universe doesn't like that, right? That mindset, that ego scarcity. Well, I just, I, I was, I, I learned about jealousy and that I really, I learned before it all happened, I realized jealousy in me, I'm not jealous of a rock star or basketball player. Cause that's not my destiny. Yep. I realized we tend to be jealous of people who are actually getting what you deserve and you can have. And what was keeping me from having it is just, I'm afraid. So it was my fear that I'll never have it that caused the feeling of jealousy. So now I celebrate it. If ever I'm jealous, I go, oh, that's something I can have. I'm just afraid I can't have it. Let me process the fear, let it go and continue on. And part of, part of manifesting everything is to find your fears and act in spite of them. And that's affirming the truth rather than buying into the belief I can't have it. You nailed it. This is awesome. We're over a million downloads now. The, the audience is really loyal and engaging. What's the best way for the audience to support you, Johnny? Okay, first of all, I do classes in, in Marin County. So that's where I can teach some more private things uh, for couples. Uh, relationship seminars, you can go to events at marsvenus.com uh, or go to marsvenus.com and just go to the events page. July 16th, I'm doing one in Marin County. Uh, there are two, there are weekends, you know, where I can spend hours and hours teaching and giving people experiences and so forth. But MarsVenus.com has a variety of wonderful blogs that answer questions. So there, you know, I can go on for hours and hours and hours. My daughter says, dad, you got to put little pockets. You know, this is an issue. Answer it. This is an issue. Answer it. This issue. And we have an amazing for women only class. We also have a great, great class for sex for both men and women to listen to. 
We have one called Understanding Men that's on its way that will change the world forever that my daughter's put together with me. It's amazing class because really all of our problems today are coming from not understanding where our partner's coming from and where we can take them and why we need each other. Makes perfect sense. RSDenis.com. How can I personally support you? Oh, let's do another one. Take the questions and let's answer them. Okay. And last thing, just per- selfishly, I have to ask you, you have so much energy, it's contagious. What time do you go to bed and what time do you wake up? 11 and 7. Simple. And I'm not religious about it, but it's 6.30 now with the dog. Got to take him out to pee. <laughs> but you, you, pretty much you You're such a legend, such a stud. Johnny, I want you to know you the definition of perspective, heart, and wisdom from taking your life experience, spreading positivity, light, and deep truths. You're a true visionary, role model, and beacon of hope for anybody coming up today with big goals and aspirations. I could personally guarantee that your best is yet to come. Keep on spreading your wings and leaving your mark on this world. So much love and respect for you. Thank you so much for stopping by and dropping these priceless nuggets today. Greg, thank you so much. I got goose hairs. You know, those little hairs come up. I feel yeah. loved and supported, acknowledged. I appreciate you. You come from your heart. That's what the world needs. Thank you. That was an awesome conversation. Thank you, Johnny. Very cool. Very cool. Let's do it again. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me on Instagram at Craig Siegel underscore CLS, the YouTube channel Craig Siegel, and our website, CultivateLastingSymphony.com, where you could sign up for our email blast with all free trainings on all of our content. The best is yet to come.